0: Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold. This is our 155th, that's 155, podcast. Who's, who thought it would stick around this long? Ernest, we're When you, you started this with me way back when. Did you think we'd make it this far, or did you think the FCC was going to step in?
1: I figured you were going to tire out. We're still below the Mendoza line, though, <laughs> until we get to 200.
0: Now how many people remember the Mendoza reversed? line now? Oh, David, okay, do you remember right. the other co-host is David Arnold, who's my son and loves baseball, but do you know what the Mendoza line refers to? I know
2: what the Mendoza line is. I couldn't tell you anything about the player except you for know the, the etymology probably, of it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Bill James. Um I think that was that was maybe the first advanced metric he came up with that uh became popularized, right? He
1: was so, uh, Pirate shortstop by the name of Mario Mendoza, and he never batted over two hundred.
0: But he made yes. the major leagues, though. Hey, and, well, he yeah, became this. Nowadays,
1: that's not a bad thing. Nowadays, when the overall major league batting average is two thirty five, uh, the Mendoza line is not as bad as you think it is.
2: Well, there's a conversation I'm sure my dad, you've covered in the uh, Boys of Summer podcast, should should plug right now. Uh, have you seen the stats on garrett cole
0: yeah his numbers have been crazy we did talk about today we have boys of summer led by gene gums who has covered the red sox for a long time and they were talking about the pitchers whose statistics have blown up since they started checking for the sticky stuff and chapman and cole for the yankees are not looking too cool right now but We're going to get to other things that are into the playoffs already. So we're going to talk about the NBA, the NHL, and then the world-famous sport that most people love, even more than the NFL, if you can believe it, and that is European football or soccer, which was a big day today, and my son's got me watching. I watched this afternoon. I was trying to explain to my wife, but anyways, let's get to the NBA, and we have the finals. And Ernest, you've been a longtime NBA fan. You've compared this final matchup to what? Boy.
1: Uh, nineteen seventy eight, the supersonics and the bullets. I mean, two teams that at the beginning of the year. Well you, you know, there was I look back at Sports Illustrated what their pick was the finals, and they had Milwaukee in the finals going against the Lakers. But Phoenix there's this mythology that a team really can't challenge for a championship unless they've gone to the playoffs and stumbled at least once. And, and Phoenix has is, is overwhelmed this this thing, and they're already up one game. Even though Budenholzer, the coach for Milwaukee, is griping about the disparity in free throw shots, but it, it's it's kind of it, it's strange how a new team comes up, and everybody gets excited. And you watch this national surge to go like, yeah, good. And then they go, all right, we're tired of them already.
2: (laughs) They didn't pay their dues. (laughs) It kind of happens. I think it's interesting. You talked about, you you expect a team has to go through the the grind and the struggle. I think Chris Paul has failed enough times in the playoffs uh, to make up for the entire team's worth of of playoff failures, right? So, So, I mean, constantly year over year. Second, I... I do think it's interesting the bubble and how that happened last year. The Suns, you know, were like what the last team in to the quote unquote bubble. Uh, They got a team in the bubble. Yeah. So, so they got invited to the bubble, which was definitely a playoff like atmosphere. And, and, and really, I think, did all of the quote-unquote teaching for a young group of guys. And they, they went undefeated, right? So they were able to spend this isolated time away from everyone else, have nothing but team bonding um, for however maybe a month they were there. Because uh, I don't think they actually made the playoffs, but they went 8-0. and um, And so I think that experience probably expedited the process. And then, of course, you had Chris Paul, you know, legendary teacher, and notable playoff failure uh, up until now. And so it was the perfect mix. And I do think when the book is written on the Phoenix Suns, who look like they might win an NBA championship uh, this year, it'll probably center around A, the bubble, and B, Chris Paul. Right? It's, it's fascinating the rejection
1: of Chris Paul. Here's somebody I've seen play since he was in high school. West Forth High School in Winston-Salem. Saw so at Wake Forest. And here's a guy who had a – he, before this season, had a reputation for being a dirty ball player. So did John Stockton, by the way. Uh, He, you know, was actually suspended in college for tapping other opposing ball players in the nether region. J.J. Redick. Well, J.J. Redick. I mean, again, this is – but it's the redemption. I don't know if it's it's the age and the idea – that it's this redemption or it's the State Farm ads? I don't know what it is, but it's, it's fascinating to see this redemption of character. And the question has come up, and I'll ask you, David, and i asked ask you, Paul, if he wins, is he in the top 10 all-time point guards NBA?
2: Dad, what do you think?
0: No, I don't think he is. I think he is in the top 100, maybe, players of all time. Maybe... I just think he's overachieved every step of the way because his height, his speed, uh, I think his understanding of the basketball court has always helped him. And I think that's what set him up perfectly for this uh, place at the Suns. And he did it last year with the Thunder, too, right? He took them a long way. He knows how to – he's going to be a great coach if he wants to coach someday.
1: They're the second-worst team this year after he left. I mean, essentially, it's pretty much the same team. And they traded him for the starting point guard uh, from uh, – uh, well, actually, with well, the Clippers there, was there for a year. But they were the second-worst team last year. They were a borderline, almost made it to playoffs. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer.
2: Mm-hmm. But David, is he a top ten? Yeah, so I think he is a top ten point guard. Uh, because when you think about it, his career is pretty legendary. I mean, we've got Rookie of the Year, um, All-American you know, point guard at Wake Forest, comes into the NBA – and really took over what it was a dormant franchise, you know, in New Orleans, the New Orleans Hornets, uh, who couldn't get anyone to go to their games. No one cared about them. Um, and you know, then the, uh, Hurricane Katrina thing happens and he kind of, okay. See them for a year yet. Yeah, so they go to OKC for a year and he energized that fan base and turns out they ended up getting the thunder. Um, but, but So he's been successful, he's made 14 All-Star games, and he's been part of all of the Team USA success. I mean, think about it, when he first started playing for Team USA, it was right after they had really fallen off, right? The USA didn't win the gold medal for the first time in forever, and, and it was him, LeBron, you know, Carmelo, Kobe, their the mission... Banana boat. Of, the banana boat! Yeah, yeah, the banana boat. So, so Chris Paul has been a He's been a part of legendary teams, uh, and he's been a part of the Team USA roster you know, forever, and he's continuously made every single team he's ever been on better. But then you think in L.A., you know, was Blake Griffin really ever going to be a, a star piece of a championship contender? Probably not. Um, you, you know, James Harden has had his own foils. Um, so Chris Paul has never really been part of a true... You know, unit that could probably win an NBA title, and also I don't, don't think it's a coincidence. Watching that game last night, you know, I was thinking, I was like, "Man, this is kind of boring." I'm happy for the Suns. Uh, you know, the Bucks or whatever. Is but it, do, but do you think playoff fatigue? Are You going? Through no, playoff no, no, no. Here here's my point. Do you think uh, a healthy Chris or a healthy Stephen Curry and a healthy Clay Thompson would lose the Suns at all? A healthy AD and a healthy LeBron. Yeah. No, I don't think so. And Murray with the Nuggets. So that's so. My thought process was Chris. Healthy Paul. Healthy Jazz. Yeah, but Chris Paul has been overshadowed by Steph Curry's greatness for the past decade, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the year Steph Curry is out, um, things aren't going well for them. That it's Chris Paul's turn. It's kind of see, my thought. See, part. I'm gonna throw this out, and you can both
1: react to this. But to me, even when he wins the title, to me player i find him most comparable to is chauncey billups i
2: i love that I, I love that comparison there but okay but let's be realistic here what does chris paul have to do to be a top 10 point guard of all time fit you know 15 16 you know nba all-star games he ho- he holds the record for most um is it points or assists in nba all-star history i think it's assists he broke it this year in an exhibition uh, game yeah, okay. So well, what, do you ha- what, what do you have
1: to do to be a top 10 point well, guard? First of all, set an assist record in a game where they actually
2: play defense. <laughs> okay. So he's a 14, 15, 16-time all-star. I mean, all-star. He, he's he, won three gold medals. He's won three gold medals. He's a 14-time all-star. I don't know what the number is. Christian uh, Leitner has a gold medal. I don't put a lot of he he have, in gold medals. Was he the starter? Was he the no, starter on three well, gold he, medal he. teams? Fourteen All Star, fourteen All Star appearances, and, he, and
1: he, if they, borderline top ten to me. And, and if they borderline top ten,
2: and if they win the title this year, I mean, what has he done to, to win the clinch the series against the Clippers? He scored thirty points in the in the second half. Last night, he led the team in points, and he scored twenty points in the second half. I mean, if he's got the All Star appearances, he has the gold medals. If he wins a championship, what else does he have to do? He's not top ten. I
1: mean he's top ten, but he's not top five. Interesting. Two quick points. One, do you know where the term point guard came from? Who originated? Jerry
2: West. But I guess Jerry West.
1: No. if you know it's coming from me, it's Dean Smith came up with that in okay. the early sixties. Right. Because right. before then you just had guards, you had forwards We made it fifteen minutes
0: left. before North Carolina reference. That yeah, was pretty good.
1: Okay, here's 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 my quick top five uh point guards. Koozie. And, and David you, He's in there. No, a no, number one's Big O. Yeah. It's Oscar. Oscar
0: okay? Robinson.
1: Uh, number two's Magic. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, number three, we're getting a little controversial here. I LeBron seen... James. Steph.
0: Steph Curry.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, I got four and five to go. Uh, you got know the John Stockton in there, and Jerry West. Okay, what does John Stockton
2: have over Chris Paul?
1: What the does he all-time have? record of assists.
2: Okay, what about what about is, J- is everything Jason Kidd else?
1: better? Is Jason Kidd better, he does he got a champ? No, he didn't get a championship. Jason Kidd. Is Jason better?
2: Kidd got a championship. With yeah, Mavericks. yeah,
1: Mavericks. That's right. Jason Kidd. Is he better? Chris Paul. Who's better? Who you I, I
2: think Jason Kidd and Chris Paul are like the the comparison, right? Gotta I think that is...
1: you got to pick one. Whose who's
2: one's who's, who's better? Oh, I'm taking Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking Paul, Jason Paul. Your choice.
0: Better talent kid in his heyday.
2: Okay. Yeah, better teammate Chris
1: Paul, right? I yeah. got another guy I got another guy with one championship comparison. The glove, Gary Payton.
0: Uh, Gary Payton, Chris Paul. Chris Paul.
1: Chris Paul. Chris Paul. It's not even close. Uh, you don't remember Gary Payton, the I, yeah. defensive player he was. Sure, he was great. What sure, about Isaiah Thomas?
0: Defense. Is he in the top ten? Yeah,
2: Isaiah six.
0: Uh, he won two championships. Isaiah
2: six. Yeah, yeah, so well, I mean if if let's say if Chris Paul wins this and title I got
1: you know, he may not have top 10 you got me keep me thinking about what is, what is what does Chris Paul have
2: to do to be top 10 I mean if you list look Look at the accolades. David, he played for he's, Wake
0: Forest. Did I tell you more he's, about he's Ernest not 10. picking yeah, him?
2: That's, yeah,
1: that's... Uh, no, he's top 10, David. I'm not the one that didn't take top 10. That was your dad. Turn to him. Uh, I, yeah, I'm convinced.
2: top him 10. My I, dad I'm convinced.
0: Said. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, okay you guys right. have talked about this is sort of an underwhelming uh, finals for you guys, but for one of our co-hosts, Nate Moyer, it's a dream come true that they look they might win it. Uh, what's your prediction for the the whole series. Who's going to win in how many games, David?
2: Suns in four. Suns in four. Four? A sweep? Five. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. You know, the meme, have you seen the meme, the viral clip of the, the Suns in four guy? Um, <laughs> the Sun's that guy got beat up the Diver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not before he could say, Suns in four. Um, Suns in six. Suns in six. I don't, I don't trust Giannis's knee.
1: No, I don't trust Middleton's too inconsistent for me. Holiday's got to show a better job. They'll at least win one game at Milwaukee, maybe two. So six six sounds pretty good. This could be a sweep. This could be. There's a fatigue factor. I mean,
2: everybody is tired. The There's a fat- are fatigue factor from the Bucks, but there there is also a spec. There's just something special about the Suns team. It's the right, you know. I don't, I don't think they would be a healthy Warriors or a healthy Lakers, but it doesn't matter because they're not in or healthy Nuggets. But the the stars aligned. The but will chemist- they be the favorite next year? The chemistry is there. No, no way. Damian Lillard and the L.A. Lakers are going to be title favorites.
0: Yeah, I really so like how young. Year- I was going to say, I like how young Booker is. Booker is young. He's hungry. What about he's,
2: DeAndre Eaton?
0: I know. And oh. So it seems like the the youth that are playing off of Paul, that he doesn't have to do it all every night. Those other guys can have hot nights. Uh, I like how Booker handles himself. And I, I agree. If you had to pick between Booker or Middleton, I would go with Booker any day as the... And um, yeah, and you've talked about Ernest before. That the Bucks coach just really stinks. I mean, he he doesn't oh, know he's how really to. That's nice.
1: just horrible. This is a great. Even other, other coaches talk about.
0: Now, if you say horrible on this podcast, I, you have to say it like Charles Barkley.
1: Horrible.
0: horrible.
1: I mean, he's terrible. Terrible. But I'm going to throw this up to David. What if Damian Lillier goes to the
2: Maps? Which is another rumor. They got to do something about Kristaps. They need a, they need a big That's guy. That's the trade. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. The thing is, they would still need a big guy, but uh, yeah, it drives me crazy that Trey Young and DeAndre Ayton are both uh, already having more playoff success than, than Luca. As, as a big Luca fan, I just I will yeah. say, you know, if you're if you're looking at a team that could be like a Spurs style team over the next decade, it's the Suns. I mean, I, w- I would do, don't, okay, with
1: Denver and,
2: and and the Mavericks and I,
1: I'm
2: not saying I'm not saying the Suns win every I'm not saying they're going on a Warrior style dynasty I'm saying they're a team that's in the Western Conference Finals or semi you know semifinals finals and then NBA Finals every year you know they're in one of those three they're they're super consistent we think about how young Ayton and Booker are you know once Chris Paul will be done he'll be off the, he'll be off the books in two years um, he's a free agent after this year. I think it's next year. I think it's Player, I think it's team option.
1: Because they've mm-hmm. offered him a three-year contract, which is ridiculous to me. Let's say everybody on all the teams come back healthy.
0: They're, Where they're,
1: would are there top, be three,
2: they're top three in the West. Better after, than the
1: Lakers, better than the Warriors, better than the Jazz, no, better no, than no. the Nuggets, better than the Clips.
2: They're, they're the third best team in the West after the Nuggets and Lakers. Not the Warriors with, if Thompson comes back? Okay, I have to see how healthy Thompson is. I would say the Warriors are like in the 4 or 5 range right now just because I don't know how healthy Thompson's going to be. And if it's just limp, limping Clay Thompson, Steph, and Draymond, I don't think that's, that's a top three team anymore. Wiggins.
1: Wiggins. Wiggins is there too now.
2: Oh. Oh my.
1: I'm so shocked
2: I forgot about Andrew Wiggins. How
1: about Wiseman? At center. Oh, he didn't I'm so terrified
0: him. of James Wiseman. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Uh, I got a trade for you. Try ben to Simmons? You better. Ben oh, Simmons is- to the Clippers. Oh, Or George. Oh. Paul George. Oh, let's just swap token players. <laughs> oh, now, now. Paul George has more playoff wins than Dominique and uh, Anthony combined.
2: Paul George has redeemed himself a little bit, a, a little, in the most modest well, of ways.
1: Wouldn't that be the perfect trade, though? I just don't both, trust... Both teams get... Listen, uh, Leonard's not coming back if George is there.
2: Okay, you know what? Here's the thing, Ernest. Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard would not be a good mentor to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons needs a Michael Jordan-style leader... To be like, pass me the bleeping ball, or when I pass you the bleeping ball, you better shoot. You know, have you heard the story that's come out recently about LeBron James? Um, oh, I forget which bench player it was for the Cavs. Was talking about when LeBron James passed you the ball and you didn't shoot it, he would just stare at you during the game. He would take an extra second and just stare I've at you. I've heard
1: Kyrie talk about this.
2: Yeah, and, and and essentially LeBron would talk to him after the game or whatnot and be like, hey. If I pass you the ball, it's because I trust in you, and I'm the best basketball player in the world. So if I'm trusting you to make that shot, you better make the shot because you should have faith in yourself because I have faith in you. Uh, you know the way sorry,
1: the way. The, so sign and trade with the Lakers.
2: Dennis Schroeder goes to the. Yeah, we wish Sixers for Ben Simmons. I I don't think Terrell Morey's doing that deal, but but that's what Ben Ben Simmons needs someone to yell at him. He's been so coddled. They get LSU. They didn't win anything. He did his own thing. He was beloved because he's Ben Simmons, and then he goes to the NBA. He's beloved because he's Ben Simmons, and now he's, for the first time in his career, he's getting genuine Whoa. flack. And I don't trust. I don't All trust. Right. His personality. So I have a question
0: for you guys. You both played high school sports. How was it? What was the best time for a coach to yell at you? When was the best time and the worst time for a coach to yell? Because when I played, uh, the best time for me to coach to yell at me when he's yelling at everybody else, just chewing us out, um, that was okay. Or during practice, okay, yelling at me. But when I'm in the game, don't be yelling at me. So, how about you, David? When was the best time for a coach to yell at you? And when was the worst time?
2: Uh, well, I think it honestly depends on the context of how the coach is yelling at you um uh, for for me it's often in front of the guy yeah I think I responded best to being yelled at in in front of the team but not necessarily about a play I made a mistake on but more or less how like I know you can do better why why are you doing this when I know you can do better? The the framing has to be correct when being yelled at by a coach, right? I responded very negatively to coaches who only yelled at you for what you did wrong in the past with no with no reference to are you gonna do better next time, right? Like that okay. that's that's how I respond. That
1: makes
0: sense. Ernest?
2: You gotta
1: remember I played at a time where coaches did things which they would lose their jobs to that day. <laughs> so there were some.
0: Did you wear helmets for football back then?
1: Yeah, we wore helmets, but uh, they just would have lost their job for the things they said to us. I mean, I we had a time where uh, one of the blocking drills was under barbed wire. Ooh, about <laughs> three what? feet in the air. I mean, it was it was a different time. They would not let us have water. Mm. They they thought. Wanting water was a sign of weakness. So, you could go to a garden hose. You could rinse your mouth out, but a assistant coach would watch there and make sure you spit out as much water as you took in. I mean, it was there was no. Uh, and this is in the heat of North Carolina too. Heat of North Carolina, and this was with no medical, nobody with any. Training for medical emergencies. But how
0: did you respond when they yelled at you? That's what my question is now.
1: Same way I do now, it's sarcastic. And luckily, dumb people don't pick up on sarcasm. And most of my coaches weren't very intelligent. <laughs> what do you I mean? mean? You know, you, well, you know that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, luckily, you know, I've had people say things to me. I, I don't take that badly. Now, putting the hands on me, I did get into a fight with a coach. You know, you, you can say what you want, but if you put your hands on me, that's a different trick.
0: Yeah, yeah. And okay. I have
1: one teammate do that, and I wrapped a yard marker around him. I bent <laughs> the yard marker. I mean, I was younger. I had a bad temper. But, yeah, I could be sarcastic.
0: And I respect you could. Be.
1: I could be. I am. I, it's it's my go-to factor. Sorry. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's the
0: language of humor of our generation. It's
1: hard to coach. I don't know if I could coach youth athletics today. Because a lot of things, and the last time I coached was in the 90s. Even then, my sarcasm and the things I would do to inspire guys, I don't know if that would be kosher these days, looking back. Mm.
0: Well, On that somber note, let's move on to the NHL. I don't have a good transition for that, but I just was curious you know how coaches motivate or don't motivate. And the Montreal Canadiens, they got their players to play and at least win one game, and there is a little controversy, or wondering if the Tampa Bay Lightning said, uh, let's not play all out so we can win it at home. Do you believe that's true, David? Do you think the Tampa Bay Lightning took their foot off the pedal, or do you think that the Canadians just got hot for one game? I know they put their best players on one line, and that made the difference. They scored a bunch of goals that way.
2: I mean, I, I don't think they purposely did, but I think subconsciously, and you know, the Canadians w- w- wanting to have one more game and being in front of their fans super hyped up and, and the lightning breezing through the first three games um you know there, I think i I can see how how you know if you if you take a tenth of a percentage off your effort as one team and the other team is playing with five percent more effort, the other team's gonna win in professional sports right so that's I think that's not shocked by that mm-hmm
0: Earnest.
1: If they'd if they'd done that, it'd been six nothing. It wouldn't gone into overtime. Uh, and they had a four minute um, penalty uh, for a high stick the last minute of regulation and three almost three minutes into overtime. So no, I mean, the front office didn't because that gives them two less days to get ready for the expansion list, the players they're going to <laughs> expose to the Krakens. No, no, I mean they were coming home to Tampa Bay either way. Do you think they really want to get out there and skate another game? No. They, they, no, no. Uh, as Canadians had good effort, and they rallied up, and now they're going to fold like origami tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're going to get whooped on tonight. Um, it's been an interesting playoffs, both NBA and NHL. All the different hoops and precautions they had to do. Uh It was a year Playout that...
1: Worse there, hoops.
0: Hoops? That was the wrong sport, yeah,
1: hoops. wasn't it? No, well, Joel, this the basketball... Hoops and, and ice. Yeah, that's there.
0: right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was I, – I enjoyed the early rounds of the NHL playoffs. It seemed like they were really hitting. There was a lot of good games. Anytime you have the Bruins and the Capitals playing, it's a great game. But I, I got a sense that they were starting to wear out toward the end. And just – I think the NBA is the same way. Um, one sport's not wearing out right now – is David's favorite international sport, and that's soccer. Uh, this afternoon I got home looking at my Sling TV and was looking up for soccer, and doggone it, there's England playing Denmark, the upstart Denmark team with the great goalies playing England, and it's 0-0. And David, what happened? I mean, what this is like all of England was watching. It's like the NFL and the, the NBA combined for England, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, England hasn't been to a final at a major international competition uh, since 1966, <clears throat> when that was the last time they won the World Cup. Even um, and England has all has always perceived themselves as being great. You know, top tier international side, but in reality, they really have never proven that. They're kind of like the Michigan football. Oh, oh you didn't have to whoa, go there.
0: Whoa. Oh, ouch. ouch. I know.
2: It hurts. It hurts.
0: It's true, it's though. True. I was going to um, say they're the Texas football of... <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Texas had Vince Young like 10 years ago. Oh, that's right. Sorry. sorry. We we sorry. Saw they, beat us, they beat us in the Rose Bowl. Oh, before that's before right. Oh, painful. Um, anyway, so, so they've been close, but never that close. Well, it turns out this year, the European Championships, uh, before COVID happened, uh, the Euros typically is hosted by one nation... And it's that nation's chance to shine. Well, for this year's uh, European Championships, they decided a few years ago they wanted to make it continental, intercontinental, or just continental. Uh, So so for the group stages, like 10 different countries hosted games. um, And slowly but surely, as as the rounds have progressed, they've whittled down the host countries. Um, And originally, the championship and semifinals were supposed to be hosted by Belgium. Um, uh, but because of COVID, et cetera, et cetera, uh, Belgium didn't feel comfortable with it anymore. And it turns out, Wembley Stadium is the holy grail of soccer stadiums in Europe. Um, you know, it, it's the largest. It hosts NFL games when they go to London. So, so from the start of this tournament, England knew if they made it to the semifinals, they would get to play it at home, Wembley Stadium, in downtown London. Uh, or, off the off the pe- beaded path in, in london um and then also the the title game so you see in the european championships just like in the world cup whoever is the host nation kind of has a little bit of an edge england has breezed through up until the semifinals, not allowing a single goal in three group games the quarterfinals uh, and the round of 16 not one goal so crazy today today they play denmark christian erickson uh you know the infamous at this point collapsed on the field his heart stopped they they you know rescued him he's alive he's okay uh healthier now um but Denmark missing their best player goes all the way through to the semifinals best story of the year everyone's favorite second team um legendary matchup today and Denmark actually scored first to make it one nothing um first time England had allowed goalie all tournament so it's like how how's England gonna respond to this uh, they responded pretty darn well. Um, goal about 20 minutes later into the game, 1-1, going in at halftime. Regulation ends. Uh, 90 minutes is done. Still 1-1. So they go into extra time, or they go into the overtime period. Uh, and Harry effing Kane, as I like to say in England, um, missed the penalty kick. Then the rebound came right back to him. He blasted it home. And England is on their way to the finals for the first here's time since here, 1966. Get your Manchester City player, Harry Kane. We'll see. We'll see. I think I think Tottenham is probably going to keep him just based off the the marketing factor at this point. Probably make more money off off Captain England uh, marketing than, than selling him
0: to Man City. But
2: him and Sterling, Raheem Sterling, who's. One of Man City's best players. Wow,
0: Sterling was awesome. Holy make smokes. A, a dynamic duo. Oh, a dynamic
2: great. duo. Quick. He's so quick. He's so So they've linked so well this entire tournament. I wouldn't be shocked if Man City really does try to put a serious bid in because, I mean, they just have amazing chemistry. Now, so
1: have, now David, when they won in 66, do you know where a World Cup final was played at?
2: Was it in America? No. <laughs> oh, was, it, was it in. It was 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 in Wembley. It was in England. Yes, there you go. Wembley
1: Stadium. And who's the opponent? The team team they played that country no longer exists.
2: Oh, Yugoslavia.
1: No, West Germany.
2: West Germany. Okay.
1: Wow. Technicality.
2: Yeah, because really Germany is, Germany's soccer scene is all in West Germany still. Uh, 100% of the clubs in the top German league are in what used to be West Germany. So. so
0: is Kane going to be more <laughs> famous than Beckham?
2: He's a better player I mean, than Beckham. No, he won't be more famous, and he's not a better player than David you
1: Beckham. You don't think Beckham was known he, for one thing?
2: No. The, the banana no. kick. Yeah, <laughs> David Beckham was a better, complete, all-round player. Harry Kane is a striker. They're completely different players. I Harry can't, Kane is a pretty
1: face. He was, uh, Beckham so, is a pretty face. He's already been hit up with fines because he's messed up the budget. Of FC Miami. He's not messed
2: up. He's trying to spend money. And they don't, you,
1: there's a cap.
2: Yeah, which is crazy and so stupid by the MLS. But, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Dave Beckham was a way better player. I mean, they play different positions. It's not fair. It's like saying, uh, was this wide receiver better than this quarterback when they're both Hall of Famers? Right, so.
1: I, like I said, he, to me, he's like George Best. Hugely overrated. More of a media, more of a – I'm trying to compare him to somebody in America. You're
2: not wrong. You're not wrong.
1: Somebody that's more of a media sensation than actually playing talent.
2: Terrell Owens.
1: I would say Rodman, but Rodman was probably one of the rebounders of all time. Terrell was, for a four-year stretch, the best wide receiver of football.
2: I think for a stretch there, David Beckham was one of the Tim, best. Tim uh, Tebow, Tebow, he's the Tebow. He's oh, not. No. No. That's, that's disrespectful. That's <laughs> a, that, that was. Disrespectful. That's a hot I mean, take. Uh, David Beckham won like ten English titles in a row with Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, but still, I uh, would. No, 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 no,
1: I mean, never did anything in the in the, in. Well, of course, we've already talked about it, in England's history yes. in international competition.
2: But they, yes, and they were one of the most talented. And one one thing's for Beckham. You know, Harry Kane missed that penalty kick, but knocked it in off the rebound. David Beckham famously, infamously missed two penalty kicks as England's captain um, against, I think it was Portugal uh, in the quarterfinals of of the Euros in '96 or '98 uh, to send them home. In that um, and, and pretty infamously, uh, mm. all never
1: right, David, lived.
0: set up the finals and, and,
1: then. And well, okay, go ahead. Dave, and I've got another.
2: Go ahead. Yes. Talk about it. Italy. Gets to play against Italy, which is <laughs> great. Italy, Italy is a complete surprise this tournament, although they've been the best team. Uh, I think pretty clearly the best team. But this is the same team that missed the World Cup the last time around um, and has had a really rough six-year spell in international soccer. Um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, they, they ended up hiring um, – Manager who actually led Manchester City to their first Premier League title back in 2013 or 12, um, can't remember his name right now. Uh, but he, he's a pretty famous manager. Kind of down on his luck, they hired him to come in, res- resuscitate his career, resuscitate the Italian team, and it's worked. They have, they haven't lost a game in like 30 matches. But before the tournament, they're still kind of thought of as just an okay team, and they've been dynamic. Uh, they shouldn't have beat Spain in the semifinal, but they did. They're here. They have explosive, short, fast Italians who argue over every call. They are so stereotypically Italian. It's amazing. You know the, the little Italian hand gesture, right, when you're arguing? Uh, this is a podcast for them, But you got, I know I one the, Italian gesture that you should use, but go ahead.
0: There's a bunch of Mario <laughs> yeah. Luigis out there, huh? Yeah. Well, it's geez. under
1: the
2: chin. It, flip under the chin. So. Yes, right. But they, they do the hand gesture with the when they're arguing with the ref. And you will see it tomorrow or Saturday. You, I guarantee you you'll see Sunday. it. Sunday. Sunday. They argue about every single call. Um, England is the better team. They have the better talent. But until they actually win a tournament, uh, no one's going to pick them. No one's going to believe in them.
1: They've just had heartbreaks so much since 1966.
2: Yes, and Italy Italy is a sure thing international. They're just like France. You know, when they get there, they don't lose. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. If you're going to watch a soccer game, this is the soccer game you should watch until the World Cup next year. Sunday, 3 o'clock. Yes, Sunday, 3 o'clock.
1: I I love how England embraces singular stars. Like they're Harry Kane. Like mm-hmm. Andy, Andy Murray, who's actually Scottish in tennis, or Tyson Fury, who's actually descended from uh, Hungarian refugees in, in uh, boxing. But when you are a star in England, I mean, you are owned by the people. They're very loyal in that respect. And I guess because as a nation, they haven't had that much international sports success. Even with a hallowed uh, competition such as the British Open, which usually played in Ireland and in Scotland, and in the Wimbledon, and, and and even soccer, the sport that they claim that actually originated with Visigoths kicking the heads of the enemies they beheaded back and forth, but it's it's their sport and, and lack of success. It's it's again, it's like the USA going. 50 years without winning the Olympic gold medal in basketball or a Canadian team going 29 years without winning a Stanley cup, which is going to happen again this year. Sorry. Hey, that was pretty good act, wasn't it? Yeah. In that respect.
0: Well, I love that soccer fans are so into it. I mean, you watched England today and they're tearing off their shirts. They got their face painted. There's people crying. There's people laughing. There's just so much drama. They're chanting. They're, It's just so passionate. I mean, in soccer, when you get to know it, you realize there's action all the time. If you don't understand soccer or haven't watched it for a while, you think it's boring. But once you start watching it, you go, wow, Sterling just made some awesome moves just to get down there and how close it was. It's like hockey. You have to sort of get to learn the subtleties of it. And uh, soccer, I think, has done better about all the fake falls. I think People are not doing it quite as much as they used to, but there's still. And the replay. And the replay has well. helped some, I think. Sometimes I think it's a joke, but I thought this game was ref really well today, the part I saw. Um, so, yeah, I'm more and more of a fan, but you, you, just, you have to get into it. You have to sort of learn it before you appreciate it. Okay, guys, we've got one more topic. Well, well let me, Whoa, well, let me well, get well, real
1: fast. I just want to ask you, are we as Americans envious? that we don't have a national team that we support like these countries do soccer. Isn't it fascinating that we really, I mean, we're a divided nation. We know this already, but before that, we've never been except for the, you know, the 78 miracle in on, 1980 miracle on ice team. There's never been a sporting team with the Olympics coming up that we as a nation have United, like, England does and Denmark and Italy. And Spain. I, I would say, I would say what? the
2: women's soccer team, the U S women's soccer oh, team. No.
0: Do you believe in 99?
1: That
2: was 1980. That was the last time. That's
1: what? 37, uh, 30, 40 dream years team. ago, 42 years. The dream team was more of a commercial promotion than pride. It's hard to have pride when you are beating everybody by 40 points.
2: I, I also think it's this, the size of America. There's just there's just not one sport in America that does it for others except for the one sport we invented ourselves which nobody else plays. Right, yeah, that might it might be the case if if USA know, there's football. A, baseball is in the Olympics this year. Most of the team is over
1: 40-year-old retired players. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I mean, I
2: I was talking about American football.
1: Well, you got different rules you've got Gaelic football you've got which is yeah, not that's, soccer that's and you have got Canadian football and i mean the even the men's soccer team a guy on the street can't name three players
2: yeah i just think the america is too big right there's too many different options of sports and I, I love the world cup in hockey
1: when they have that before the season every 4 years but then again most people on the street can't name Three American
0: hockey players. Yeah, it's a good point, but I want to talk about baseball now. Okay, okay, but I agree. sorry about
1: that. <laughs> sorry
0: that I hurt you. Uh, no, no, it's a good point. It's an observation, and you weren't too sarcastic about, it, which was good for you, Ernest.
1: Okay, thank you. I'm working on it. <laughs>
0: well, the last one I think is two topics you both like, and that's combining uh, the All Star Game, the All Star Game experience, the Home Run Derby, and video games. So on Boys of Summer, the other podcast that I'm a part of that I've already mentioned, we were debating about the All-Star Game and why people like it or not, or whether Homeland Derby is good or not. And I said, you know, part of the love for me at Homeland Derby is because my son and I used to watch, David and I used to play video games, and often we didn't have time to play a whole baseball game, so we would play on the MLB, the show, whatever video game for baseball, we played the Homeland Derby. And for me, that was a way for me to have, even take a, have a chance of beating David because he was so much better on the fielding part of baseball. So I could pick a good hitter if my timing was right. And so I think video games have helped promote the Homeland Derby. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. What is your favorite sport video game of all time? Ernest, since oh, you've been around it's longer,
1: Madden. It's Madden. I mean, it's the old standard. It's Madden.
0: You see,
2: Ernest hasn't upgraded to a PS4 or PS5. I'm on PS4. You're like on PS4. Yeah, see, I'm see, PS4. Ma- Madden has just dropped off so tremendously in the past like decade. It's like the they try they try to make it too realistic that uh. I, I that, do like
1: the old teams in in uh, 2K NBA. I do yeah, like I like playing against the old Hornets against the 66, 76. I wish the, when Madden was in PS three, you had the old teams and I'm sure licensing. Has yeah. A lot the the, of co- the college,
2: the college football games of the 2000, the PS two era, probably yeah. my favorite, favorite because oh, it's coming, back. The, it's coming back, the dynasty and everything. But also I play probably every summer near college football time. Every summer I do play. In fact, the, I've played the PS two college football games for a few weeks just because the gameplay was fun, it was arcade-ish, but it was realistic enough. It was arcadeish; you get a game in in like twenty minutes, uh, and you do a whole dynasty mode. It's all about the dynasty and franchise mode for me, right? Like and put me in the game, the experience, the, the experience you have the
1: songs and the, 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 the guy. I don't you know what the Ohio State guy dotting the i, but you had the experiences yes. that are unique and and. The, so, so
2: yeah. your favorite David, I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 it's okay. So the, no, you're good, you're good. No, I was agreeing with you. So those those games but NBA 2K for like the newer games, I mean, you can do first off, the the legendary teams are awesome, but you can create your own league and run a league for 100 years. Literally 100 years, 2K lets you run a league and you can have custom rosters of all every legendary team or or current rosters. You can create an expansion team Or you can uh, can. run all custom players, and then you can download draft classes. You can download college teams. So, like projections out into the future, you can you can do college teams, or you can just do draft classes that are realistic into the future. You can play a super deep, in-depth experience. And I've done every year with two K. I've run like twenty years of a franchise mode, and. And, and do that. And that is just so fun. It's so realistic. Dad, what's your favorite video game, sports video game? Yeah, okay. oh.
0: I like the NCAA um, football game because it, I think Madden's my number two because – it, once you start memorizing you get to win in that right I could still win in those you're right exactly I mean it, Slant. my dad would just run slant I would write and when David would come butt. up with defense I would write do slants and then I'd get a you know a post move and then I'd have a chance um, but uh, you know video games are so fun when it's competitive or when you know what you're doing they're not fun when you're doing it. and I think David makes an interesting point is for video games they have to be a little arcade-ish so that It's a little better than real. It's like people can do... Like when Michael Vick was done first by Madden, he was superhuman. He was so much faster than anybody else. And that was sort of cool. I mean, that was... it went beyond expectations, and I think video games need to be a little arcade-ish. I remember was it NBA Jam? Ernest that used to be an arcade game at the uh, bowling alleys and stuff, where they had these yeah. huge thunder jams, and the whole thing would shake. And
1: he's on fire! Boom Shakalaka!
0: <laughs> I like a little bit as, of extra you could
1: play on as it. Bill Clinton too. You could play as Bill Clinton and Al Gore. That was one of the teams. You could put in secret characters. Uh, I I have a copy of that for my PS3. Nice. It's still a little dated, but it's, it's, you're talking about David's advantage in fielding. My advantage in the show was always pitching when I would mm-hmm. play someone else because I knew the mechanics of pitching, you know, slower position and all those types of things. Didn't have to worry about fielding as much. But, you know, I, I enjoy, I've got uh, Rory's golf game and I enjoy that, but it's arcade style. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to pick up and go. And it's shots I would never, ever hit in a real golf
0: game. Uh, if you're talking golf again, you I'm have, like have to go- say tiger shot. Tiger shot. Buh, 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 buh. tiger
2: shot. Yeah, me, me and my dad would would have fun playing uh, around a Tiger Woods every once well, see, in a while, which which Rory the Rory game was the evolution of the Tiger Woods. Well
1: with the, with the PS3 you could get the motion thing
2: and get the little
1: golf club and actually swing it with none, the none the, the Masters the Masters game. But it's it's amazing how they've evolved. We used to get the Olympic games, too, because those were pretty good <laughs> every four years. But you could play some more esoteric types of things. Swimming and the the, the, the running was a little different. But it's, I, I still got to go with Madden. I mean, I get excited when Madden comes out. Even though it's every year, they rag on it every year. They go, the only thing's changed is the rosters. Last year, they had, like, an arena football, uh, a little five-on-five game that you could play and pick your characters and everything. But the the, the precursor to uh, the the character would beat everybody, I think was the first video football game, which came out on Sega Genesis, it was Bo Jackson. What was that? Was that Mega Football or something? But Bo Jackson was unstoppable. Mm. And then Gretzky on NHL 93. There's a whole segment in the movie Swingers about that. 94, NHL 94. 94. Yeah, that's one of the legendary games of all time.
2: Actually, they, uh, the last NHL game that came out, video game, it, it came with a free copy oh, yeah. of, uh, of NHL 94 for the PS4 and PS5. But uh, it was updated for current rosters, but it was the same old game. Yeah,
1: no Beret, no, no, no McGignor, no, no Yeah, Ronick. no Ronick, none of the great old names of hockey.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, Marty St. Louis. I find myself being weirdly n- more nostalgic about the old NHL than any other sports growing up, which I think probably has to do with my college roommate playing hockey his whole life and him just being like a total hockey nerd from the Northeast. Uh, but I, I can surprisingly keep up with most of his hockey nostalgia. Uh, there, thanks, I, thanks to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You just gave me
1: Derek Sanderson.
0: Oh, Derek Sansa with the mustache.
1: Beckham. Oh, um,
2: yeah, Derek
0: Sanderson was the
2: David Beckham of hockey. Yeah. Dad, I need, I need one, I need one minute to go off track here to rant about video game for just a second. The current NHL edition has um, rosters for all-time teams um, for each NHL team, um, and I was, I was talking to my buddy because you unlock all these characters. You playing this three-on-three style tournament thing. Um, and my buddy's a Hartford Whalers fan. Grew up Hartford Whalers fan, went to the last game in Hartford. And then of course us, the three, us three went to the first Carolina Hurricanes game yes. ever. So so that was I instant, he loves that, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Instant rivalry there from the first day we met. I mean, he did, he loathes me for right. We, we took his team and I said, say, you know, you took my hornet I mean, my hornets were taken from me the same way. So I understand. Um but I was I was like, I wonder who are going to be the all time goalies for the Hurricanes. They need three of them. They need three of them. Maybe my my favorite Hurricanes player, Artris Urbe, will be on that list. <laughs> he deserves a spot on this list. He deserves it. You know who they put instead of him or for that era? Trevor Kidd! <laughs> could not believe it. Okay, let me look it. at my. I'm looking Your at stick. my. Trevor looking Kidd at the stick. I know. I'm looking at my Trevor Kidd hockey stick. Here. I know you're looking at the Trevor Kidd hockey stick. That's <laughs> all I could think about. <laughs> I wanted archers. Wow. Urban. Archers are so All right, legendary. guys, so we're
0: wrapping up with the time. All right, Ernest, your last few good minutes here.
1: Okay, we haven't done any multimedia reviews or anything, so here I go, just to keep you up to. I have loved the first five episodes. There's only one left to Loki. If you have Disney Plus, uh, I didn't like One That was a little esoteric for me. Uh, the the Winter Soldier and the Falcon seemed a little formulaic. It was kind of like, it seemed like it was setting up a movie. But Loki, and, and what I really love is the writer of the script is the one of the writers for one of my favorite TV shows, Rick and Morty. And Rick and Morty, if you're not familiar with it, is like Back to the Future on crack. It is uh, extremely weird. And they have the vibe. Tom Hiddleston has just done a great job. Uh, Hiddleston, excuse me. In in this is the character he was born to. I know they talked about him being James Bond one time, but he was born to be Loki. And uh, it's it's just listen. If you got Disney Plus, please take a check. And Owen Wilson is just a hoot. This is where I do my Owen Wilson impression. Wow. I mean, he just does wow. I mean, he just does a great wow. job. It's Listen, it's one of the best things Disney Plus has ever done. So there's only one episode left. till Still time better to catch up. Better than you.
0: Mandalorian. I
1: to me, it's better than the Mandalorian. Ooh,
0: it, I've it seen one Loki. It was good.
1: It, it's it's real good. And, and Disney, as opposed to Netflix, when they do a series, they give one episode a week. Whereas Netflix tends to. Drop all the episodes at once, so you got to sit there and stream the entire weekend through, and the anticipation every week just just helps. It did with the Mandalorian, but uh, Loki is probably the best uh, Marvel product I've seen since uh, Thor Ragnarok.
0: Good, wow! There I agree. All right, David, your last few minutes. Noted multimedia critic
2: myself. Um, I saw a fantastic movie last Friday um, in movie theaters, Ernest. Do you know what it was? <laughs> Not The Tomorrow War, because you said it was a fantastic movie, but go Not ahead. Not a chance. Boss Baby, Family Business. Oh, that's on <laughs> Peacock, you know. It is, but no, we wanted to give my kids the the full movie theater experience, so we took you, them. You could
1: have overcharged them for popcorn. Could have put sticky stuff on the floor. No, 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 could no,
2: been, no, they no, had the movie they, they didn't overcharge them. They overcharged me for popcorn, and okay. the kids loved it. Um, and also, I loved it. I watched. I've seen the Boss Baby first one about a hundred times because uh, that was. Ellie, my middle child's favorite movie as a baby. Um, and also, I love Alec Baldwin as a baby. Give me more Alec Baldwin as a baby all, <laughs> all the time. Um, I take
1: that I take that back. Tomorrow War would have been a better movie for
2: you to see. <laughs> no, it was cute. It was cute. Lost Baby 2 was cute. Um, also, last thing, um, just finished, uh, how do I say this? Sheets Creek um, on TV. You can say Shit's Creek. Uh, That's on, okay.
0: I can say Shit's Creek? Yes, because okay. yeah, so yeah. phonetically, it's yes. just, the same.
2: Phonetically, just, just so we, really emphasize the s c h we just finished shit's creek um in about a, it took us maybe a really I mean, we it really stinks it was amazing i, I <laughs> couldn't believe joking. it we i know we could well, i didn't make it halfway through the pilot episode about 3 years ago i i just didn't enjoy it i thought i thought they were going to go a different direction and maybe be a lit. Maybe use the the small-town crutch to make fun of small-town people a little too much, but they didn't at all. It was an amazing show, I and mean, just great. So I strongly recommend. Strongly the, recommend. The
1: funniest Eugene Levy reference I've ever seen was on The Simpsons, and they were going to Penn State, and they were so embarrassed with the Joe, Joe Paterno statue that they changed it into Eugene Levy holding a
2: pie. Ha, ha,
0: ha. For American this, Pie. You, yes,
2: yeah. Yes. He is so I mean he is so good. And I re I, I didn't know until tonight that, that David the the son on his, the show was his, his son, real son and that they co wrote. I mean they sound
1: good. I,
2: I, honestly I I had well, he's just so much taller and I had the thought. Just because of how gosh darn hairy they both are, (laughs) but uh, but never. Catherine O'Hara
1: is not his wife, though. You do. They were both on SCTV together, a Canadian uh, Saturday Night Live show. Of course, Catherine O'Hara is known more for what role? Home Alone. Yes, she's the mother on Home Alone.
0: All right, with that, folks, we've gone down memory lane several times today. probably made a few references you didn't know, but you probably enjoyed okay. the video talk. I always love talking about video games. Maybe next time we'll talk about when we go into arcade-type place. what's the first game we go to or enjoy. To me, it's always the racing games. Love racing. Do, Do they still bus- exist? Yeah, they oh. still exist, man. All right, this is Paul Arnold's talking for Ernest Watson. David Arnold, thanks for listening to pardon the confusion uh if you have any comments questions concerns want to be a guest host email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com and if you want to listen to us on a more regular basis you can also listen to us on sportscountry.net and for these guys have a good night